what is going on comic fam it is your boy the bearded comic bro and i am joined again by friend of the show rylan grant welcome back for your third time my first ever three f-o-s friend of the show um what is the record uh, do i have the record now you have the record now so wow. this is my first ever three-peat um so i mean is there any is there anybody that's like challenging me anybody that is uh creeping up on me because i need to watch my back here <laughs> uh so kevin rotilli uh from behemoth and he has that imprint um with them called happy tank he's been on now twice oh so, wow okay so he's he's there he was he was with you and I feel like you knew that because you're like, oh, I got to drop a Kickstarter so I can be on the show so we, <laughs> I can get the this, three. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this Kickstarter is all an elaborate ploy to get back on the show. Uh, uh, you, you're, you saw through my my ruse, um, but I, I, I love the show. It's, you know, it's like my favorite show out there. And um, I mean, I think I told you, you were my first call when uh, when yeah. I had to start kind of pimping this thing. And so I'm glad to be back. I'm fucking repping Eagle Fang uh, Dojo uh, today. I'm uh, excited about that. It's so good. It's so funny too, because I was on vacation when the latest season dropped and like you posted about it. I'm like, shoot, I've got to watch this. Otherwise the round's not going to be my friend anymore. If I don't watch it this first weekend, <laughs> everybody was cut out. Um, I watched it. I, I watched it all the way through twice in the first week. Um, I actually, um, I just basically pushed everything aside and uh, you know, the weekend it dropped, I watched it in one day. Uh, with my daughter and my wife and it was so glorious and then I watched it again so good <laughs> it took me about three days to get through it the second time uh so in four days I, I watched it twice through uh wonderful oh man so Ryland you I mean we could talk about Cobra Kai all day <laughs> we should make another episode for that <laughs> yeah it's great leave a comment below gang if you want us to do a Cobra Kai uh breakdown episode sometime <laughs> god um, yeah, I, T Terry Silver's coming next season. I uh, um, I'm excited about it. I have I have theories. So um, man, it. it sounds like we have to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, but you are here because, like we said earlier, you got a new Kickstarter that just dropped today, and it is for the book The Jump. This is episode two you got coming out. Um, it, it, yeah issue chapter two, two so i guess <laughs> yeah yeah chapter two issue two whatever you want to say uh yeah the jump um is my uh it is a uh, a smart high concept sci-fi thriller it is a uh, sort of a kick you in the face paranoid thriller set in the world of astral projection uh tons of meaty twists and turns um i like to describe it as inception meets the board identity if it were dripping with macabre and directed by david fincher so uh that is my well-polished uh you know hit you in the teeth pitch and i think it's pretty good i mean if you don't get excited because of that pitch i it's not going to be for you so it, it should do its job for sure it's um yeah it's really good i mean the the um the movie references tend to kind of come easy for me i mean i'm uh, for those who don't know i mean i you know a lot of, a lot of your viewers have seen me before but um I, I i'm a screenwriter by trade that's my day job i write uh you know film and tv projects so i mean i've i write I get paid mostly to write uh, poppy action movies. I've written for like Ridley Scott and John Woo and Justin Lin and uh, um, Luke Besson and J.J. Uh, Abrams and, and on and on and on. And so, um, so yeah, the jump is an interesting thing because, um, you know, a lot of times like, you know, as a writer, you're looking for like, you're looking for, for a world that intrigues you, right? Something that that's interesting. And so I didn't just like randomly pick astral projection, right? Um, I didn't just like read a, you know, read a, a Wikipedia article and write this. Um, 
my artist, Fabio Elvez, um, uh, who um, uh, did Banjax, which was, um, you know, uh, I think I have Banjax slanter on here somewhere. Uh, you can bring it up on screen. Yeah. So uh, we did this book together um, uh, a few years back called Banjax, which was nominated for four Ringo Awards. And, and, and Fabio uh, himself was nominated for best uh, cover artist. Um, uh, four Ringo Awards, including uh, best series uh, next to Bitterroot and Something's Killing the Children. That's a, that's a point of pride right there. Kind of fucking <laughs> awesome. So pick up Banjax if you haven't seen it but um so we wrapped up banjax and we were kind of riding high you know a lot of a lot of good uh, buzz off of that and we were trying to figure out what to do next um and like any writer i have you know 10 ideas i could have thrown at fabio but i think that um a lot of times like the best thing you can do for an artist but i guess more so for yourself is to go to the artist and be like hey what do you want to draw because you want them excited and 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 you know usually when you usually when you say that to an artist, they kind of hem and haw a little bit. They're like, uh, well, you know, maybe something with like dragons or, you know, but, but Fabio had it in the holster. He was like this, boom. And, um, and astral projection was his immediate answer. And it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because he was interested. Fabio, the jump is about this online community of astral projectors and our protagonist kind of gets sucked into it. And then there's intrigue and craziness involved. Fabio is actually involved in this online community of astral projectors. And so, so his pitch was, hey, come on in. And so he brought me into this world and, and introduced me to all these astral projectors and these gurus and these people who do this daily. And it was fucking fascinating, right? Um, and so, um, and so I, I fell in love with the world and fell in love with the people. And, um, you know, and then it was just a matter of me trying to find a story to set in that world that was really interesting and engaging. And, you know, again, I mean, I, I, I write paranoid thrillers in my, in my sleep. That's what I get paid to do. Like, if I can write them for Ridley, I can write them for Fabio. Um, and so we put this thing together and built it. And I, you know, it's, it's awesome. I think it's, uh, I think it's some of the best comic work I've done. And, um, I, you know, the, uh, issue one, uh, debuted on Kickstarter about six months back and it was, uh, you know, huge success. We raised about 15 grand on a, on a single issue. It was my first uh, Kickstarter ever. Um, and we're back uh, with a vengeance with issue two, like this one's crazier and bigger and badder and, you know, more psychologically, you know, mind fucking. And I think it's going to melt your face when you read it. So check it out it's, it's so funny too because um my first ever interview was actually you and it was coming to talk about your kickstarter the jump and so oh wow it's it just comes back full circle and everything like that and um you just had a kickstarter last time you were on for peacemakers and and no peacekeepers oh, peacekeepers yeah yeah no, peacemakers. Mistake, they're definitely not peacemakers <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so uh but the jump, I'll tell you this, if Fabio has to probably love being an artist for you, because I, if you go back and reread issue one of the jump, you, I, I have, I have to, knowing you, I have to assume it's you, you, the little things that are just thrown into the jump all the time, like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile and things like that, like, I feel like that's got to be you, like all those little scenes at the, the food mart behind him in the window. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I love it when people kind of uh, notice that stuff and get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, the short answer is it's like eighty percent me. Um, uh, so I, um, I, I mean, if you notice, if you look at my comic books, um, I give myself a a writer director credit in all of my um, my comic books, and that's you know that's I I'm 
you know, I, I'm, I obviously come from the film world. Um, I was, a, a, you know, I'm a, a, a director trained at the American Film Institute Conservatory. Um, so I kind of approach each one of these things as a, a little film I'm directing, right? Um, and so my scripts are a lot more involved than a lot of people's. You know, if you see a, like a, there's no standard comic script, but most comic scripts, it's just, they're, they're very short. It's just shot of this, shot of this, shot of this. Um, mine are kind of half script, half like director's notes, like anything that I would give to a production designer or a cinematographer, I include in my comic script. And so it's, it's very much like, you know, wide shot, uh, uh, low angle. This is in the foreground, this is in the background. And, um, you know, and I want it to be this kind of car. And, um, you know, these are some of the things that are on the, uh, uh, the, the shelves and here are a couple of visual references. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, there, there's a ton of that stuff. Um, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And then if you look around Thomas's apartment in that, uh, in that first um, issue, you'll see a lot of stuff. You'll see like a lot of LJN, like wrestling, uh, WWF wrestling figures, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Elizabeth are in there. You see some Thundercats toys. Um, uh, in um, in uh, issue two, uh, which is you know being kickstarted uh, uh, again today, it started out today. Um, you'll see. I don't know. If, I don't know if I can get my camera up here because it is a very rare item. But do you see? Can you see that Lowenware Chuck Norris decanter? That is a that Chuck Norris figure up there. Yeah. Is a, it's a ceramic whiskey decanter. Uh, made by Lowenware in the 80s to commemorate uh, Chuck Norris's like seventh uh, consecutive uh, World Karate Championship or something like that. And um, and I fell in love with this thing years ago. I own it now. Not a lot of people own it. It's awesome. Um, but cool. that Chuck Norris decanter plays a pivotal role in issue two of, of The Jump. Um, and, so, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, but But then... When you do that for an artist, they kind of fall in love with the idea and the game of it, and then they kind of like step it up. And so Fabio has come back fierce. And so, you know, and so Fabio will just, I mean, I, I remember, you know, we were, we were drawing, he was drawing Banjax. And after a couple of pages, he kind of realized what the game was and became really excited about it. And I, I wrote a scene that was kind of general where it's just like, this guy, you know, this guy who's who's a just a basket case. He gets really drunk and kind of trashes his apartment and 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 does some crazy shit. And so Fabio brings back this, uh, um, draws this panel, and like the the TV in the background is smashed. There's a lamp on fire. The guy is like drinking out of a pickle jar, and he has like a UFC championship belt draped over his uh, his his arm for no reason, no explanation. And it was just like, it was like, yeah, this guy gets me. Like we're, we are like comic soulmates, you know? Um, so, so they're everywhere. I mean, there, there are dozens in every issue and there, and there are more in this one. And, and I, I love when people find them and fall in love with them. Well, even when you were showing the Chuck Norris decanter, you're just panning up. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, there's the Oscar Mayer winner movie. I'm like, what little knickknacks can we find in Ryland's house? That God, yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny. It doesn't even register to me anymore because I am I'm giving this interview from my my writing office, and my writing office is just filled with stuff, you know, and it's it's you know toys it and it's it's absurd. Um, it, wow, that is the that's. I've always yeah. just seen like that nook, like you have to do a, a showing sometime of just like what's in there. Cause like, there's so much in there. That's yeah. Yeah. I could, um, 
yeah i mean i i could just there could just be an instagram account where every day i post something new there's a there's some great instagram accounts out there there's this guy who built a blockbuster video store in his basement have you seen this one i you posted about i think you posted about it the other day and it's, i it, i went and i spent hours just falling down a rabbit hole of like like i want to go to this i was like and then i started to think could i do it with my basement and yeah. would i be in big trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's um. Well, I mean, it was the deal I made with my wife is that you know we have um you know we 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 live in this house in L.A. and it's a nice house, but you know it's not uh, you know it's not huge. Um, but you know we have our bedroom. My daughter has her bedroom, and then there's this other room that is an office. It's a smaller office, and you know the deal is, I mean, I have all this, I have all this crap, you know, like like any of us. Um, and my deal was, okay, well, give me the office, and I will keep all my crap in here. You never have to see any of it. <laughs> And so that was fine for her. And so now it's like, I mean, you can see it's like every, every corner of yeah. every, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, there's uh, no wasted space there. No, it's, it's a little absurd. And, you know, I, I acquire, I mean, particularly being stuck inside with the pandemic, like you acquire new stuff and I just don't know where to put it. So, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. We're going to have to play a, <clears throat> we'll play a game sometime of find the objects that are in comics that are in Rowan's room. <laughs> yeah. God. It's like a Where's Waldo, but for comic books. <laughs> yeah, so much so, of it. So let's talk about this Kickstarter. We've we've talked a lot of about the jump, uh, what it could be. Um, you know, if they haven't gotten issue one yet, I know there are tiers uh, that people can hop on and play catch up. Um, yeah, but the jump episode issue two. I keep saying episode because you write in a style that I feel like I'm reading an episode of a TV show and I'm like, yes, and it should be. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, I, every single one of my comics I've, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't call it, um, it's not volume one or anything. It's, it's, you know, uh, season one, you know, so they, they, they are episodes and, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I take that as a compliment. So issue one of the jump, we kind of got introduced into this world that you, uh, and Fabio created. And we get to kind of start to see some groundwork of where you want to take this story. And I thought I had an idea of where you were going. And then I saw the preview and it looks buck wild. <laughs> You're talking the preview for issue two. Yes. For yeah. a preview for yeah. issue two. Um, so where, without spoiling myself or anything, like what is your kind of vision for um, the jump of where you're taking this story? Yeah. Well, um, it, you know, it, Issue one, you know, it does play out in an interesting way where it's, um, I mean, this, this, this guy, Thomas, uh, I mean, he, he, there was this kind of crippling personal tragedy. Uh, um, he was this, I mean, he was this kind of top level athlete and had everything going for him. And then he kind of mouthed off to the wrong guy and ended up, uh, you know, with his, his, his leg broken and, uh, and, um, you know, kind of set him down this kind of spiral. Um, and, um, so when we meet him, he's kind of in the dumps, he has nothing. And, um, there's nothing for him in the real world. Um, and so he has kind of stumbled into this online community of astral projectors. Um, and it's kind of his escape, right? Uh, you know, he, he kind of, he, he wakes up, he goes, he works his job. He gets back home as quickly as possible, tries not, not to communicate with anyone. And then he, he lays down, he astral projects into this, this, this world, this other world where he's, you know, where it's wonderful and he's capable of anything. And, and, and it's awesome. And so he has this like really ho-hum, this, you know, awful real life. And then this magical life in the, you know, in this world of astral projection. 
Um, but he's never really kind of encountered anyone on the astral plane or, 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 or interacted with anyone. And then issue one is this beautiful woman, Laney kind of, but he bumps into her, um, at a, uh, you know, at a, a starship concert <laughs> of all things. We built this city on rock and roll. Um, Naturally. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and she is kind of like, you know, an astral, she is a, a, a young, beautiful, like astral projection, Mr. Miyagi. And she, uh, kind of takes him under her wing and shows him the ropes and, um, and shows him what's possible. You know, I mean, he yeah. realizes that he was just exploring like a, a postage stamp of, of this world and it's just vast and limitless and, um, and, uh, really brings him to life, you know, gives him something to live for. And then, um, you know, the, the, the twist at the end, you know, is that, um, is that she's not who she says she is. She's working for um, this uh, this organization called Ajax, and we don't know if they're good or bad or whatever. But we know that they're kind of fighting this uh, this centuries old war on the astral plane, and they are looking for people like Thomas to help them fight it. Um, and so uh, they are kind of tricking him into like sharpening his tools so so he can work for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, and so issue two goes, goes deeper into that, you know, goes deeper into, I, I mean, Thomas is kind of settled with all this baggage and they have to kind of work through that before he can kind of really become the, uh, you know, the, the, the operator that, uh, that, uh, he needs them to be, or that they need him to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of where it's going is that, um, is that, I mean, we're over the first two issues, we're being introduced to all these different players and we don't kind of know how they connect. We know that there's this big huge kind of war like game of intrigue being fought and, and and it involves like financial institutions and you know the stock market and the whole nine yards um i mean it's you know it's almost like um i mean i thought like if if there were these really gifted astral projectors right um and they could kind of go anywhere and do anything and and if you do do your research on astral projection i mean you know these people could um you know they can they can basically like see things all the way across the globe right um it, right. you know you could you could write something down on a piece of paper in in mumbai and and you know if i if i knew how to do it i could go and read what you were writing um and it just basically struck me that like that could be the ultimate spycraft right it's like you know yeah. i mean if these, if these people existed like who you know i mean the government would be using them, right? And maybe, right. maybe the government, maybe the government is using them. You know, like we, we don't know this. And so, so, so th this book is exploring all of these these what ifs that these these guys kind of become the ultimate sort of secret agents, the ultimate sort of James Bonds. And and I went even deeper than that, where it's like, sure, our government would be using uh, them, but really, like our 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 country, our world, our financial institutions are run by like five or six or maybe 10 people right you have these like uber wealthy like mega billionaires who are kind of like running everything the 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 illuminati illuminati there's always been some version of the illuminati right right and so yeah and so if you were you know if you were elon musk and you had literally unlimited wealth and influence um your first you know you're the first thing you would do is get a hold of one of these guys and use them as a pawn in your game right give them anything and everything that you wanted <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and, and you would, you know, and you would manipulate markets and you would manipulate deals, uh, uh, using yep. this, this new tool and this new kind of espionage. And so that's where this thing is headed. Um, uh, we're kind of on the ground floor of it right now, but, um, I think you can kind of start to see the threads of it. I think it's pretty interesting. Well, we know, we know that if the government is using it, that, um, 
we won't see you around very much because they're going to want to shut you up for telling all the trade secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if I disappear. Yeah. We'll know. We'll know. And I'll shut down this channel. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is, it is such a unique idea because you get these espionage thrillers a lot and it just isn't a fresh take. And I, I think that's why I have fallen in love with this series so much already. And I think that's what people will in this world that you, uh, you guys have created, you have the freedom to, like you said, you want to drop him in on a Starship concert, you can. You want to have him driving in a certain vehicle, you can. Like You have so much freedom um, to kind of just tell the story that you want to tell and throw some just like fun Easter eggs out for you as a person too. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, um, I, you know, that came from my research. I mean, you start talking to, the, to these, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I, it's not to say that I haven't tried astral projection, but I'm not the, the operator that, that some of these other, you know, folks are obviously. Um, uh, and, um, but, you know, you talk to these people and, 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 you know, what they, what they have experienced or, you know, what they, you know, I, I don't want to say claim to experience, but you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? The yeah. stories they tell are incredible, you know, yeah. um, uh, seeing the past, seeing the future, going to the moon, uh, other planes of, of existence, um, uh, you know, um, you know, fucking WandaVision, you want to go live in a sitcom for a while, uh, right. uh, that sort of thing. And so it, it is literally, um, it is literally a world where anything is, is possible and, and you can go kind of experience any, you know, any of these realms of, of possibility. And what I like about it is that there, there is a basis for it in physics you know right. that that everything is 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 happening at, at the same time and and every possibility is actually playing out um and you know i mean great you know einstein uh, the einsteins of the world have postulated for years that there there is a way to kind of well just tap into one of these other like you know one of these other planes of existence right to to experience uh uh one of these other you know sort of like tributaries of possibility and that's what we're doing here. And I think kind of like an interesting sort of grounded way. Um, and, you know, and it makes for fun. I mean, it's like the, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about our, uh, our, our variant covers, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, a little bit, but um, I mean, we have like a, you know, in the issue one, we had a, a Ghostbusters variant cover and, and, you know, the, 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 you can, you can pop it up on screen, but the idea there was, um, was, you know, okay, well, I, I'm going to go out today and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the state of Marshmallow Man in the Ghostbusters today. That, that, that's how I'm going to spend my night. And, uh, and, you know, so you see the Marshmallow Man with, uh, you know, with, with our protagonist's face on it and he's crushing New York City and, and, you know, just laughing his ass off. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, it, it, there's uh, nothing is out of bounds here. Um, right. I mean, we try to do it in a in an artful way, um, but you know, and I I think we've just kind of scratched the surface on it because we do have this um, we do have this spy thriller that's playing out, um, uh, you know, and, and and we need to kind of stay true to that. But but you hit it right on the head where it's like, you know, how many times have we seen um, you know the Bourne Identity at this point? Um, and yeah. I mean, people love those movies. But if they're going to watch another one, uh, you need to find a really interesting way to kind of package it and make it different. And, and I think we've we've totally done that. I mean, um, this is a world that you just haven't seen or haven't seen enough of. So, yeah. And I think I think it's smart. And I think that's I think that's what people are going to be, you know, attracting. I wanted to spend some time talking about that before we hopped into the Kickstarter, because hopefully people are watching this interview. Um, then even though you've been on the show before, they, you know, getting new people to my channel are starting to catch up on some stuff and hopefully that they might be coming into this for the first time. I want them like, y'all need to check this out <laughs> because it's great. Um, 
so the Kickstarter, we've said it's live. Um, you can get uh, all that you can get this issue. You can get backup issues. Um, but let's let's talk about what are some uh, what what are some of the tiers that you uh, are really excited for that people can pledge to help fund this Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. I mean, I, I guess the first thing just to get out of the way is that you can get everything I've ever written on this Kickstarter and, and get a signed copy of it. Um, that's pretty, um, you know, th- th- that's rare. I mean, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of cons, period. My day job is writing like film and, and, and CV in Los Angeles. And so I kind of have to stick here. I have a four-year-old. I can't leave her. So I don't do a ton of cons. I do the Southern California cons. Um, so if you want a signed copy of anything from me, this is like, the best and greatest way to do it of course there are no cons now so it's the only way to do it at this point um so there is that but literally every copy of everything i've ever written is available in this kickstarter um you know either uh either in a tier or as an add-on um uh you can just kind of call through and just add stuff and 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 you know and, and get it signed very easily so so that's awesome um, I mean, the thing that really excites me is that we have all of these variants um, that are really uber limited variants uh, of, of, you know, Aberrant and, and Banjax and, and my other books um, that were, they were available for like two days at San Diego Comic Con in like 2019. And there are like 50 copies of them that exist. Um, and, uh, and you can get them here and you can get them signed. Uh, you'll never be able to get them anywhere else at this point. And so those are really awesome. And, um, and, and, and some of them are now, uh, you know, famous or infamous now. I mean, we have a lot of crazy variants and you can flash them up on screen. I mean, uh, we're known for our, our crazy variants now. I right. mean, uh, um, you know, with Banjax, we did a Gremlins variant that was a, a, a huge hit. We did a Rocky Four variant that was a huge hit. Um, we did a, um, uh, a, a sort of homage to the Iron Man Demon in a Bottle cover uh it was a huge hit yeah Yeah, i saw that that was a really cool one for banjax right was that banjax yeah it was banjax yeah yeah yeah, that was a pop culture uh uh, hq exclusive uh which is which is just awesome fabio really knocked that out of the park and again uh you know uh fabio alves uh the artist on on the jump did all those covers and um and he was then nominated for uh for best cover artist uh, uh last year at the ringo awards for all those covers um and then the aberrant covers we did are all crazy i mean uh um there's a, a weekend at bernie's cover uh you know a karate kid cover um we did a coming to america variant i'm, I'm looking up here because some of them you are the, around Bill, wasn't the billy d williams uh aberrant yeah 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 there's the billy d williams uh uh, aberrant works every time variant um there are a bunch of them and and so those those are extremely hard to get a hold of again some of them are like one of 50 and 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 they're on here so 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 right off the bat you can get the whole thing but but jump specific i mean the first thing you you know you made a point of it let me make the point again is that if you missed out on issue issue one no no problem at all this is your chance to kind of get on the train to catch up there are a million different ways to kind of uh to catch up uh you know, to, to get a hold of issue one and issue two here and, and all the covers you missed and everything. Um, uh, you know, so, so there's that, that's cool. And then, you know, and then we have our, um, we have our, 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 you know, our crazy variant covers for issue two, um, which I'm really so excited about. So <laughs> good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just try to raise the bar every time. And so our regular cover is pretty awesome, but um, we try to, um, we try to, at this point, we try to take um, recommendations from, you know, from the fans. And so we really put it out there last time, like, okay, what covers do you want to see? And um, people kept coming back with uh, um, Back to the Future. People kept coming with um, uh, uh, with Star Wars or Mandalorian. 
and those were the two we kept hearing. So we did those. We have a uh, we have a cover we have a uh, you know a cover with our protagonist in Boba Fett's armor, uh, you know Boba Fett's uh, uh, ship in the background, um, and then we have a a Back to the Future two cover that's that's pretty uh, breathtaking. And then of course I was I have to do one for me. Um, I did a a Thomas Magnum Magnum PI cover, uh, which which kind of makes me cry. You can see I'm a huge fan. It's he's he's he's, uh, he's always behind me. He's always looking over my shoulder. Um, Keeping you in so, check. Someone's got to. <laughs> someone's got to. And so and so the um, and so our, our variant covers are crazy and awesome. And you know you can you can choose any one of those. You can get all four of those. There are all sorts of interesting ways to combine that. But to address your question, the tiers that I'm most excited about. Um, there are any number of ways. Uh, you know, Kickstarter. W- w- what is amazing about the platform is that it is this collaborative experience, right? right. Um, when I put a book out in the comic shop, I, I, you know, I'll hear back on Twitter or or whatever, and I'll get to meet fans at a con every once in a while. But I don't, I don't. There's not a ton of interaction with with Kickstarter. It is like immediate and ever present. Um, so the moment that you, the, you know, the moment that you click to watch the campaign, the moment that you make a a a, a pledge. You are now part of the team. You're part of the book. You're helping bring it to life. Um, and we are taking input from you constantly. And if I do something wrong, I hear it from you immediately. <laughs> if, if I do something right, I, I get cheers from you immediately. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I take that relationship very seriously. And it is, um, it is by far the best part of, of doing business on Kickstarter is just that it, it is this, you know, it's crowdfunding, you know, the, it, it, the crowd brings the book to life and they're part of the experience. Um, and so we tried very hard to look for any and every way to kind of make you guys part of the process and to literally put you in the book. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it, you talk about famous and infamous, uh, the jump issue one was the first appearance of bearded comic bro in a comic book. Right. Like, I mean, I'm just saying there's a reason Bobby was my favorite artist because I got drawn into a comic book because of that. <laughs> yeah, and he, he did a hell of a job and I think he looked great uh, in that panel and I'm sure you're putting it up on screen and it's glorious. And, and oh, yeah. in fact, the, fun, the funny thing is, uh, you know, your your viewers can now go and look at the campaign and you're used as the example. Like, hey, do you want to appear in the book? And then there, there's there's the, the picture you provided it's, and then the picture of you in the book. So good. Awesome. I was scrolling. I was scrolling through. First thing I saw it was in the preview of the video. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was scrolling down. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you got to use me to sell comic books. <laughs> I, you know, hey, you're, you're, yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're our biggest, uh, you know, you're, you're our, our, uh, our franchise player at this point. Um, but, <laughs> so yeah, there are any number of opportunities, and so the first one is, um, you know, one that you chose where you can actually kind of just, you know, you, you appear in the book. You're, you're kind of a, a, a you know, a character, a background character in the book. Um, there are tiers also um, where you can actually, we give you a speaking role. You become kind of a supporting uh, uh, member of the. Uh, you know of the uh, of the uh, of the cast, and we give you lines and uh, and everything. And people have had a lot of fun with those. We try to personalize those as much as possible. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think in the in the first um, we we did a couple of them in the first uh, uh, issue, and um, you know we had a guy robbing a liquor uh, robbing a liquor store or something like that, which was amazing. He was really excited about that. Uh, um, you know, a, a guy being a limo driver who watches a woman kind of uh, 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 commit suicide. That was a little crazy, but but he enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, and so you can get your supporting role in the book, but back to the covers, 
um, one of the really cool tiers here is that you can choose any one of these covers, whether it's Magnum, whether it's uh, uh, Boba Fett, whether it's uh, Marty McFly, and we can literally we can put your face on on those covers. Um, so it will be you uh, about to get in the to the DeLorean. It'll be you walking in Boba Fett's armor. It'll be you sitting on Magnum's uh, uh, Ferrari, and um, and 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 these have been awesome. I mean, it's like you can you can look on the um, you can look on the on the Kickstarter page again for examples of those. Yeah. They turn out really really well. People are gleeful about them, and um, and there are two different ways to do that. Um, we can put you on the cover, and then I can just send you a print. I can just send you kind of the the digital file. Um, but then there is a way also where I can get you put on an actual physical issue of the book, and and so if you back that tier. You'll you'll get your regular versions of the book and everything like that, but then I will send you two copies of the book that actually have you in the Mandalorian armor, and and you can, you know, you can uh, get them slabbed, you can frame them up, you can do whatever. And people have, you know, those are kind of holy grails, like one of one things, and it's you, right. and it's awesome. And um, and nobody else is doing this, you know. Like I I I I had to find the printer that would do it. I had to go to them. I had to explain, you know, we had to like invent this process, right? Um, you know, because you're getting you know, you're getting like a single issue of a book printed and, and usually that's like crazy expensive. We had to figure out how to do it. We, we did it. It's awesome. It's like the greatest, uh, 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 you know, Kickstarter reward that's ever been uh, uh, invented. <laughs> well, it, it's cool too, because, you know, having the first appearance in, you know, the jump, it's sweet, but you gotta open it up. Like you can have that cover then if you go that tier. And like you said, and it's an exclusive. It's a, it's a one-of-one, one, you know, I think that's just awesome opportunities to allow fans to who might not ever get this opportunity or this chance to have those types of things. Like, yeah, well, so, so you get the physical book and that's awesome too. And then the other thing you get is you get the finished print quality digital file. So then you can then do with that, whatever you want. Uh, um, the, uh, the, the first guy to buy one of these uh, took that digital file and he got an 18 by 24 uh, 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 poster made up that is just flawless and gorgeous because it's a it's a print quality file um and yeah he has it in his man cave and, and he does a podcast like you and so instead of a turtles thing he has a big That's... <laughs> he has a he has a uh, an 18 by 24 poster of him uh you know as uh as ice cube in uh in the today was a good day video um so and it's good. wonderful yeah um yeah, but there's a there, there are a lot of these art tiers, um, uh, you know, again, trying to sort of personalize the experience and give people kind of these like interesting one of one things. So um, so a lot of people love Fabio's art. He's you know, he's even more in demand and harder to get to um, because he just was nominated for a Ringo Award. Um, and he's crazy busy. But here uh, there are a limited number of slots, but um, you can uh, there are commission tiers. Um, and so um, so whatever you want Fabio to draw, he will draw it for you. Um, you know, like a full, you know, a full page, you know, gorgeous uh, uh, fit of thing, basically do it like a comic cover for you. Um, and some of those have been, <laughs> have been really awesome too. And so you can get those, you can get just like the black and white art from Fabio, or we can bring Edson in. Edson was also nominated. Uh, Edson uh, Ferreira was, was our colorist on the Jumping on Banjax. He was nominated for a Ringo Award for his work uh, on that too. Um, Edson will come in and color it. And so literally whatever you want, you know, um, uh, there's a guy um, who is a, he's a big Star Wars fan and he is a big uh, Iowa Hawkeyes uh, a football fan. 
um you and i can both boo on, on iowa hawkeyes uh, i don't want to yeah. piss him off or anything but i'm a michigan guy and you're an ohio state guy um however uh he goes to the iowa games in like a uh in a uh like a mandalorian oh. helmet that's oh, like th- th- yeah. th- you know th- th- that's painted up in iowa hawkeyes color and I, I don't remember what they call him but he's kind of like a character at the iowa football games and so he he's done it twice with us he did it on the initial jump campaign and he did it on the peacekeepers campaign where he's like okay uh i want you know um i want a uh you know i i i, I want this thing it's it, it's me and my stormtrooper outfit and i'm standing on like a bunch of michigan football players and i'm raising the iowa flag and and these things come out gorgeous and, and, and awesome um and, and it's like to the t exactly what he wants and it's it, it is the That's... iowa end zone in the background um and it's and it's wonderful um and so i don't know how much longer uh I'm going to be able to get Fabio to do these because he is like his price is going up and he's in demand. So if you yeah. want an anything goes commission from Fabio, this is, this is the time to do it, do it now or, or forever hold your peace and, and, and literally anything. I mean, if you, um, you know, anything goes, if you want, you know, if you want a pinup of your neighbor uh, fornicating with a goat or something like that, I'm sure he'll do it. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, so, so let loose. Yeah. That's, and that's, what's so fun about, kickstarter is you get these interactions and 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 you do you work with the people who do these tiers when i when i backed the issue of the jump you know sent multiple you know like here send me multiple photos i got to see kind of a mock-up like i just want to make sure are you cool with this like it was like it felt like this i was a part of the process and i thought that was really cool um and you get and that's the type of interaction i think you get with a kickstarter like that and so i think you guys are doing it right we're trying to, and, 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 you know what, if we're not doing it right, uh, you know, tell us and, uh, and, and we'll fix it. And, um, and, you know, the, the most exciting thing, again, if you look at the campaign and you see something we're not doing, like if you have a great idea, Hey, why do you, why don't you guys have this? We'll add it. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that happened the last go around. I mean, this, this thing with the comics, um, it didn't seem possible to get them printed to, to yeah. get an actual issue printed. And, um, and so we launched last time with a, Hey, we'll give you a digital file. It'll be awesome. And, and there were a ton of people that were happy with this, but, um, but there were a couple of people that were like, man, like, I love this, but it would, it would be really awesome if we could, if we could get a physical copy. Um, and so when I heard that, I heard that like twice, uh, like right in a row and I was like, okay, I need to make this happen now. And so while the campaign was going, I spent, you know, parts of a week off and on, uh, working this out. And in a week I had it worked out and, uh, made the big announcement, Hey, we, we can actually put you on an issue now. So, so let us know, you know, I mean, we're, we're just trying to grow, we're trying to get better. And, uh, and we want to make this a pretty cool comics party for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's awesome. And I appreciate it. Well, so we've talked about, we've talked about some of the tiers gang, um, again, start backing. Cause right now, um, did it kicks our launch this morning so that means the tier you're still on early bird pricing right now on some right for today and yeah tomorrow? yeah early bird pricing uh the first 48 hours so yeah. um so yeah uh until tomorrow at you know i think it's 3 a.m eastern or something like that so you know uh midnight pacific so yeah you have two days to take advantage of the uh the lower prices so um so get on in yeah yeah. So if you're thinking, you're like, oh, because I, it's funny too. Like I've heard multiple people say, like, I just wait around to see, like, towards the end of the Kickstarter, like the help. And it's like, yeah, but you're missing out on some A, you're missing out on the early bird stuff. And B, you're potentially missing out on helping get that boost right off the bat of early backing. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand is is that the the first 48 hours in a Kickstarter campaign are, are like crazy crucial. Um, you know, basically uh, the Kickstarter algorithm is set based on those first 48 hours. And so if you are very successful uh, in those first 48 hours, then Kickstarter is like, okay, this is a, the algorithm says, this is a project we need to take seriously. This is a project we need to uh, push internally a lot. Um, and so I mean, you guys know if you back a kick, every time you back a Kickstarter, every time you get an update from Kickstarter, um, there are these other projects that get sent along. Like, you know, at the end of the message, it says, well, maybe, you know, maybe you like this also, and here are three projects. Well, those are all determined by, you know, again, how this algorithm gets set. And so if you do poorly in those first 48 hours, Kickstarter, they, they don't promote you internally. They don't put you on the featured page, all that stuff. And then normally what happens is your campaign dies a slow death or it kind of ekes out a, a minor victory. Um, uh, you need all of your people, quote unquote, to show up in the first 48 hours, and then that will attract everyone else. And that will really kind of bring the campaign to life. And it, it, it behooves everyone to kind of like, because, um, because the better we do, the more uh, stretch goals we start right. to, to, to tick off. And, and, and we have great stretch goals. I mean, it's like, uh, um, you know, right off the bat, um, I, it, when we make our goal at $7,000, um, everyone gets our, our bonus uh, digital extravaganza, which is like, I mean, I, I have I, I have a lot of ama crazy, amazing uh, uh, friends in comics, some of the hottest creators in comics. And so uh, they've all donated issues. So right off the bat, you get like a dozen plus uh, 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 comics from other creators. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, everyone, everyone who backs automatically gets, of course, you're, you're buying the jump. Um, right. and in some cases the jump one and two, I also give you aberrant number one and Banjax number one. I give you a, a preview of the peacekeeper. So you're right off the bat, you're getting like four comics for, for your, your, your pledge. But as soon as we make that goal, that four comics becomes 16 plus comics, 20 comics, whatever it right. ends up being. And that's awesome. But then as we start to tick off stretch goals, it's more and more and more like we, um, on the peacekeepers, we started a, um, this line of, uh, of Rylan Grant versus trading cards, which are like <laughs> bonkers and amazing. Uh, you know, we had a, um, uh, uh, we had an aberrant card that was a, uh, kind of a, um, uh, a send up uh, a parody of the Billy Ripken fuckface card from the uh, from the eighties, which is like just you know really formative for me. One of my favorite cards ever, which I think is incredible. Um, yeah, and then we did a we did a Banjax garbage pail kid, which uh, which was insane. So good. Uh, yeah, and and uh, you know, and, and we did a, a Peacekeepers wanted poster card that that was pretty cool. And so uh, uh, you know, assuming we make our second stretch goal, we will have a a a second series of these cards, and you'll kind of be able to build out your set uh, uh, over the course of time. And if you miss the if you miss the first set um, on the Peacekeepers, uh, there'll be a number of ways for you to kind of catch up and get those too. Nice. Um, you can get your whole uh, uh, trading card set. But we have a really cool, we have an amazing print this go round for our third stretch goal. Um, uh, Fabio did like a a really amazing um, kind of Hellboy esque uh, uh, jump cover, which is awesome. So we're going to add that. We'll add it as a print at first, and then, and then maybe down the line we'll add it as an additional cover. Um, you know, kind of like our um, our 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 Banjax Demon in a Bottle cover uh, yeah. was this kind of homage. We have this like Hellboy homage, which is like really really amazing. Um, and, and on and on and on. And basically every time, you know, every kind of every tier up we go, we try to add some value, add something, upgrade the book. Um, and and so um, you know we're not. Uh, you know, we're not stuffing this in our pockets. We're, uh, I, 
every time the bar raises a little bit, we improve your experience. We give you yes. something else. And yeah. So, and I think that's great. And I think that's, you know, you have a way of you've utilized crowdfunding and have it working for you. Um, and that kind of leads up to the something I want to talk about. You've got something going on tomorrow. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, dealing with crowdfunding. Why don't you share what, what's, what that is? Yeah. So um, I am doing a how-to seminar uh, with, with, uh, with Global Comics. Um, you know, Global Comics is this interesting platform that um, makes um, uh, digital comics available to, uh, to fans everywhere. And it's a, it's a, it's a really useful platform for, uh, you know, indie creators to kind of, you know, get their name out there, get their work out there, uh, uh, give people a preview of what they're doing and drive them to their work. And so, um, you know, I, um, one of the things that, one of the things that I do when we're not in the middle of, of the apocalypse is I do a lot of panels, a lot of how-to panels at cons. I mean, basically, um, you know, five, six years ago, I was a fan essentially, uh, who was sitting in panels at cons trying to figure out how to do this. Um, and, uh, and some of the panels were great and some of them were terrible. And sometimes I would take 10 pieces of info. Sometimes I'd take one, but at some point, I had what I thought was all the right info in terms of just kind of diving into the, the deep end of this stuff. And I thought it was kind of selfish to keep it for myself. And so I thought it was my duty to pay it forward. And so I started doing a lot of how-to panels at cons. And so every, every con I go to, I, I, you know, I do one, two, three panels uh, and it's, you know, it's usually publishing your first comic or whatever. Um, and then when I was trying to figure out crowdfunding, I didn't know anything about crowdfunding. And so, um, and so I started staging, uh, kickstart your comic panels at, at cons you know i i i mean i did one at, at san diego comic con and i would just find five people who knew crowdfunding backwards and forwards i get them up on a a, a comic con stage and just ask them all the questions i had pick their brains and everybody took something great from it right. um and so you know and so i am starting to see people who were in those panels come up to me and be like hey i just launched my first kickstarter and made twenty thousand dollars and it was because I was sitting in that panel. And so these things are really valuable and I think they're very important. And, it, and of course it's hard to do these things during the pandemic. Right. Um, and so I partnered with Global Comics um, and this is a really interesting one. Um, so it, uh, it's on Tuesday, March 23rd, which is tomorrow, of course, at, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and there, there's an Eventbrite link, which I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, your, your, your you know, viewers can, can kind of find in the, in the show notes. Um, and if you're watching this after the 23rd, this thing will exist on YouTube and you can go back and look at it. Um, but this is not just a standard panel where it's like, oh, let's talk about Kickstarter. This is me, I'm doing a screen share on Zoom. Uh, and the last time we did something with this, we had you know 130 people or something like that. And so these things get well attended. And, um, and I'm going to do a screen share and take you behind the scenes of the Jump 2 campaign and talk about how I built it, why I made every decision here or there, mm. how I structured my tiers, all of this stuff. It's literally a how to build your Kickstarter cool. uh, uh, tutorial. Um, and then I'm going to be taking questions as I'm doing it. Uh, somebody from Global Comics will be kind of feeding me your, your questions uh, in the moment. And then when I wrap up, I am going to take questions until I drop. So if, if you are thinking about doing your own Kickstarter, thinking about getting into crowdfunding, uh, uh, this is, you know, uh, I, I don't think anybody's ever done this. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and usually you go, to, you go to a panel, they maybe take a question or two at the end and then that's the end of it. I, I will answer like a hundred plus questions uh, uh, during this seminar. So bring your questions, uh, bring your enthusiasm. And I that's think it's awesome. really gonna be awesome. So, and, and, and if it goes well, we'll, we'll do it again. That's so cool. Um, 
Well, Ryland, I obviously we could talk forever, but is, before we wrap up, is there anything else that um, you just want to hit on uh, that we might have missed that you're like, oh, this be cool or? No, I mean, I, I, I just, I thank you very much for the opportunity and, uh, you know, the, the jump to again, it's, um, you know, I, I think I've done some pretty good books and I think that this is the best of it. Um, I think you're really going to like it. I think you should take a chance at it. So, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, go to the link uh, down there, campaigns up and running. You can go to uh, bit.ly slash the jump to also, if you just want to make it easy on yourself um, and uh, pick a tier you like and, um, you know, let us know how we can improve this thing. Awesome. Well, Rylan, um, again, just thank you so much for taking some time to just come and talk about comics and about uh, Kickstarter and all that fun stuff. And just and Chuck, Chuck Norris, the Chuck Norris, the Cantors, uh, your Where's Waldo room of random comic book stuff. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh. It's a pop culture uh, dream in there. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I'm, I know I'll have you back on here eventually soon um, for another Kickstarter. And then whenever we do our Cobra Kai breakdown series. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, again, I, I just need to stay ahead of, uh, of this other fellow as the, That's right. uh, yeah, with the all-time guest record. So, so just keep me informed. I will. I'll make, I'll make yeah. sure, you know, so <laughs> I don't want anybody on my corner. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, hopefully you guys can find some time to curl up, grab a book and nerd out. Peace.